Blog Talk Radio. Big Mike and Vinny the Shark. And good evening and welcome to Over the Top Sports Radio Show on this Monday evening, 8 o'clock, January 29th, the opening day of the official Super Bowl week out in Minnesota. Uh, Robbie D, Big Mike, Vinny the Shark, all with you today. Facebook Live, Blog Talk Radio as well. Uh, Goon not with us today, but manning the controls from home. Um, so we already know that's going to be a better show than normal. So uh, thank you, Goon, for that. Uh, but we hope you feel better anytime soon. Uh, and give us a call at 646-716-5403. Talking Super Bowl, talking NBA, NHL, a little bit of MLB, and some WWE tonight on the show. So a nice potpourri for you guys. A little bit of everything in a very, very boring week. And you don't have a more boring weekend than you did in sports this week. Thank God for WWE's Royal Rumble last night. Otherwise, it's the double um, All-Star Game Day. And honestly, who really cares about that stuff? So getting to the, uh, all that in a couple minutes. Saturday uh, morning, we talked about a big injury in the NBA. And tonight, right before we went on air, there was a big trade in the NBA. So we're going to get that in a minute as well. But uh, just a couple initial thoughts on uh, the NFL's uh, granddaddy of them all, Sunday, the Super Bowl. Um, Saturday morning show, guys, we will give you wall-to-wall coverage. We'll have some guests. We're going to find uh, a couple guys that we are working on for you. Uh, we're going to have picks. We're going to have prop bets. We're going to have all the different ways to bet this game and uh, official picks from us as well, as well as breaking down the game. So that'll be on Saturday. But, you know, we can't ignore it on Monday, just five or six days before kickoff. Um, so the Patriots and the Eagles have both now landed in Minnesota. Um, tomorrow is media day, one of the most fun days uh, to watch football off the field because you have so many crazies. If you guys have ever seen it, I know they had the one in New York. I mean, they have guys asking the dumbest questions that are reporters from every single publication in the world. They've never even heard of sports. Um, so look for that. Um, but in the end, this is all about the game on Sunday. Tom Brady there again, and he's saying, hey, don't take it for granted because, you know, you don't know when you're going to get another chance. And he did say, he said, you know, the two you lost really, really stings. And that's special for us guys because they were two on New York Giants. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually uh, – I don't like media day. I think it's the most overrated day. I'm sure some people will get excited about that, especially people in the field like you are, Rob. But uh, outside of Rob Gronkowski, I don't really care what anybody has to say. Talk is cheap. Somebody on the Eagles is going to run their mouth. Are they going to take down Tom Brady in some sets? You already know it's going to happen. I don't care what happens. Talk is cheap. I can't wait for the game Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I look forward to – I think on Friday you see Goodell uh, have his meeting usually, uh, you know, open up and uh, it's usually about an hour, hour and a half. And uh, I think he's going to get hammered this year with, uh, you know, the whole standing for the National Anthem, kneeling for the National Anthem. And uh, I always like seeing that guy sweat a little bit. So um, <laughs> the other thing that I, I take away, uh, two things, actually. So Caesars reported before we came online, they have taken three times as much money, uh, more money, excuse me, on the Eagles and the Patriots. Uh, to me, that is crazy. Vinny, you could speak to that. It's got to be insane Philly fans. It's got to be. <laughs> Uh, and the other point is, uh, you heard this morning, uh, Tom Brady, uh, that whole TB12, the time in 12 or whatever the hell it was called, I didn't even see it, uh, and I'm a Brady fan, 
some stupid uh, idiot news reporter uh, radio show guy called Brady's uh, daughter a uh, an annoying pissant or something like that. Yep, and, that's uh, what he said. And Brady uh, Brady went on the show this morning and said he wasn't going to do the show anymore and hung up on them. And so. that guy that guy got uh, suspended. <laughs> he did a week, the whole um, week, of the whole the week. Yeah, I mean, listen, so. kids are supposed to be off limits. You don't talk about people's kids on air. I don't care if you're a small little stupid show like ours or the Mike Francesa show. You just don't talk about kids. I don't care. Um, so it was a stupid job. And listen, Tom Brady, given that station, his time every single week, that's a huge get. And you're going to have some 20 something year old, um, radio host go out there and talk about this guy. That guy's a God up there. You don't I talk agree. about the that. The point I brought up though, was to just uh, emphasize what Vinny's saying, somebody's going to run their mouth and I'm sure an Eagle will do it, but this reporter did it. And you don't run your mouth to the goat. Well, you know, I want you just try to get those early stories out of people. You know, but they, they really want, they, are. They want they're trying to bait you into saying stupid stuff so right. they can make it into a story. You know, they try to make it the big soap opera for this uh, event. So they try to get anything they can out of these people. And there really aren't any big stories <laughs> right now. I mean, this is a story. Can Nick Foles, the backup quarterback, uh, channel his inner Jeff Hostetler and go, you know, from the team that was the number one seed and they were the favorites and win three straight games as underdogs to win the Super Bowl. And that's going to be the big story this week because he's going against the big giant, Tom Brady. Can they, you know, channel what the Giants did against the Bills in 1990 and do it? That is the big story. And you know what? The Bills and Belichick, they know better than to say anything stupid. They're not going to get in any trouble. Maybe Gronk. But uh, even so, Gronk, you know, he, he's learned. He's been here before. He can do whatever he wants. No one cares. It doesn't. They expect it from him. Exactly. It's, they expect it from him. Uh, but the other thing that Mike brought up was all this money being put on the Eagles. And I actually understand it. I think that this line opened up a little bit too much in the favor of the Patriots. We talked about it on Saturday morning. Every single Super Bowl they've won has been a close game. So when you open up and they were touchdown favorites, it's down to four and a half for a reason. I mean, it's that's why the money's going to I like to allude on that, too. I did say it's a lot of crazy Eagle fans. It's not just that. you got to realize how popularly hated the Patriots are. And now everybody bets the Super Bowl, even people who don't bet all year every week in football. So even those $20 bets in Vegas, that's a lot of $20 up. bets that you're getting from people who don't normally bet. They are stockpiling on them, and they do add up, like you just said. And that's why it dropped down to that. But it is interesting considering the Patriots, like you said, they don't really bowl anybody out in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I wonder if that will even fall any further as the Super Bowl gets closer. Another week of betting in the Super Bowl, another week of hype. I wonder if it can get down to three and a half or four points, which would be awesome for those of us that are really on the Patriots' uh, side for this. I really can't see it shifting anywhere under four. I'm surprised it's shifted a full point already. I agree with you. I was going to say, you know, you could speak to it better than I, but I think four and a half will probably be where it stays. And, Vinny, just to ask you, if, if I go to Vegas, I take a trip, Rob, you were just there. What is somebody more likely to do? Throw twenty dollars on the Eagles, where you're getting plus money, or uh, you know, spend what is it, eighty to win uh, fifty on the Patriots? Right. When you so, talk to your amateur better, they freak out with that big. They're like, "Why would I want to risk uh, ten dollars on top of my hundred? You know, they'd rather do the hundred and win the X amount on the money line. Right. You know, so your average better, they're gonna do that, and your average better probably hates the Patriots and just wants to see that and make a little bit of coin on it for the special day. I just want to bring up too, Rob. You mentioned Nick Foles, and uh, you know, can he take down the Giant? Nick Foles is at three uh, playoff games now. Uh, once in 2013, and then two this year, obviously. Five touchdowns, zero interceptions. So, uh, And he's averaging 264 yards per game. He's uh, this year a lot better than uh, back in 2013. But, uh, you know, I mean, who knows? So far in the playoffs, he, he's done his job. Listen, he had a 27 touchdown and, what, two interception year a couple of years ago. So he's a good quarterback, but so is Jeff Hostetler. Jeff Hostetler would have been a starter on a lot of teams. Now, you guys are too young to remember when he was the backup to Phil Simms and this happened, but there are a lot of similarities. Foles could start on other NFL teams, and we've seen that in the last few weeks. 
he's going to go into next year and he's going to have a starting gig somewhere. I, I didn't see a couple uh, tweets out there saying there's going to be a quarterback controversy. If Lawrence Tynes was yeah, on, on, on our, one of guys. our actually, former guests. He was one of the head anchors on that. He was fighting with uh, Dan Orlovsky. Like, Dan Orlovsky probably knows less about quarterbacking, and he is a quarterback. <laughs> but they were just having a little friendly fight about it. Um, it's I don't, a fair point. Obviously, they're going to keep the direction of Wentz, you'd have to imagine, though. But they can uh, they could trade Nick Foles again and get some tremendous value if he wins the Super Bowl. I mean, if he goes out and wins the Super Bowl, I understand Lawrence Tynes' point, but you're also going to sit there and tell a guy that would have been the MVP of the NFL this year, probably, most likely, that he's not going to get a starting job because he tore an ACL and then threw a touchdown pass still afterwards in leading his team to the number one seed. Um, yeah, what you, what you said is right. Look at all the teams in the league that need a quarterback. So what are they going to get for Nick Foles, who just won a Super Bowl, if that ends up happening? We don't think it will, but it's still, it still very well could. We've uh, been wrong about him already this year. Absolutely. Um, there's so many teams out there that could get a quarterback. They can get a good first-round pick out of him and continue to build onto this good team that they've started to build in Philadelphia. I agree with you. Uh, you know, a team will certainly jump at him. A team will certainly throw a first, uh, you know, maybe next year's first, not this coming draft. But um, I don't think there will be any controversy. I really don't. Listen, this is Carson Wentz's team. This kid is special. Uh, this kid was having an MVP-type season before he got hurt. There's no controversy. That's just people on Twitter, you know, uh, bored, tweeting out dumb things like I did yesterday. So. Do you guys remember in the beginning of the year when we were laughing at this Patriots defense, do you know where that defense finished to finish the season? The fifth-best defense overall. I, I if you look at their, If you look at their second-half numbers, they are a great second-half defense. So you could even go back to their Super Bowls. They won their playoff games in Jacksonville, too. Any playoff game they won, their defense comes up huge for this team. And they rebound big time in the second half. The Eagles finished the fourth best defense. The Patriots finished the fifth. And going back to the way they started the season, who would have saw that coming? And just, I mean, to think, Hightower's hurt. Uh, Allen Branch hasn't played yet in the playoffs. So they're missing uh, key pieces. And uh, Malcolm Butler, you know, he might have been the hero against Seattle, but he's garbage. And I'm telling you, he will not be there after the Super Bowl game. He sucks. You know, who else won't be there, though, is all these coaches on this staff. So let me ask you this. And we've talked about Patricia at length. We've talked about um, what's our Josh McDaniels at length. Is this the end of this era in there? And is there going to be any steps backwards for this page? Is this the last hurrah for the Patriots? Brady's not getting any younger. There's a little dissension whether it leads to anything or not. And they're losing all their coordinators. Listen, Bill is there. Tom is there. Gronk is there. Edelman will be back. Uh, Cooks is still there and young. The offense, I mean, they could put me at running back, Rob, and, and I would be talented in that offense as a running back. The offense will be fine. The defense with Patricia leaving, that's where my concern would be. Uh, they make smart moves. They brought in Gilmore this year, who had that huge play against Jacksonville to, to end the game for them. Uh, you know, the jumping in the air and the tip uh, to deflect the pass. So I'm sure they'll bring somebody in of talent. Uh, you know, what young up-and-coming coach wouldn't want to go be the defensive coordinator in New England? So I'm sure they'll get somebody. I'm not worried about it at all. I think as long as they have a defense there and uh, Brady's years are over, and obviously it doesn't look that way. He's 40 year old. He's going to in the Super Bowl. He's going to win an MVP again, probably the Super Bowl MVP if they win. Uh, I think as long as they have an offensive line, their offense it doesn't matter who they have around there. They always seem to work with Tom Brady back there. But as long as they have a defense and an offensive line, I think they're fine as long as Bill Belichick's there. And you know that's going to be fun to see because if Belichick plays with another quarterback other than Brady, people always complain about Brady. One of his uh, things against him is that he's in a great system. He's in a great coach. So I would love to see somebody else, because we also have Matt Castle did the year Brady went down. Right. I'd love to see a rookie quarterback in there or something and see how well they perform with Bill Belichick as a coach, because Tom Brady's the GOAT, if you ask me, no matter what. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. And then you, uh, you know, the same thing we talked about with, um, you know, is it a system thing with Wentz and Foles? And that could very well be part of it, but Wentz is obviously, you know, destined for great things. That's why uh, he was so highly touted coming out. But, 
you know what? Maybe their defense is underrated in Philly, too. So I think it's going to be a good game. We're going to break it all down fully for you guys on Saturday morning, like I said. Picks, prop bets, answer your questions, all of that. Uh, two-way talk Saturday morning on, uh, over the Top Sports Radio. We will be on Facebook Live as well on Blog Talk. So uh, the other thing going on that I actually thought was pretty funny is Minnesota's getting back at Philadelphia. Yeah. Their restaurants are basically denying the Eagles to go eat there. A little bit of payback for the way that Philly treated the Vikings last week. Yeah, I mean, it's just a little bit of fun. You have to expect that. I have no problem with it. They're eating. They're, don't worry. They're not going to be starved come Sunday. They should blame themselves, honestly. <laughs> they're, they're the ones who choked and didn't show up after that first touchdown drive. Yeah, it, it just, it's just more fun stuff, and it gives more fire to those Eagles fans, including the one that's supposed to call us in. I think that you're, uh, you're losing your chance there, buddy. But, uh, you know, a little fuel to that fire of, oh, everybody's against us. Everybody hates Maybe us. Maybe he's waiting until Sunday. Well, if you want to talk smart moves, uh, I just mentioned, uh, you know, bringing in Gilmore for the Patriots. Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, um, LeGarrette Blunt. These were all smart moves made. Chris Long. Chris Long was a – uh, right, Ajayi, uh, you know, trading midseason. Chris Long was the guy on the Super Bowl team uh, for the Patriots last year. You bring him in, All he comes up with a big play. play. Right, these are Good just point. smart moves, uh, you know, with Peterson there, and it's all gelled uh, really nice for them. Yeah, it's and it's worked out, and here they are. And here's LeGarrette Blunt now getting another chance to win the Super Bowl, and this time it's against his old team. Yep. So another interesting storyline to follow. Um, certainly, like you said, you could plug yourself, myself, anybody, maybe even Goon, up at our running back in New England had, can have some success. I mean, look at how the season started. Look what Blunt three, did with them. But look at three touchdowns in the opening week for a guy that right. wasn't playing by week six. He won't you be know, you, next year either. Right, Gillisley. So it's just – but now, you know, Blunt's done a good job on that team, and he's actually found his way after uh, he had all those problems in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Belichick helped uh, straighten out his career, and now he's still doing a good job in Philly. So We'll, we'll talk more, Rob, Saturday. But that's absolutely. the one thing that scares me is uh, the way they've used those running backs in Philly – you can't sell out to stop the run against the Eagles like you just did with uh, Fournette and tell uh, Bortles, go ahead, beat me deep. Chris Foles can do it, and he showed you last week against Minnesota's defense. So uh, on paper, they match up really well, these two teams. And back to LeGarrette Blunt, he's even more dangerous, and especially in a big game like this where he knows this is his last game of the year. Uh, he's only going to get 10 carries. He's going to make use of them. He's going to lower that shoulder. He's going to be running hard. He doesn't have to save himself for anything. Yep. So he's going to be a dangerous back in that game. So an exci- I think it's an exciting Super Bowl. I would have liked to have seen Minnesota um... – but you know what? Philly has definitely earned, and I hate Philly, but they've earned the right to uh, be there. They uh, definitely have a fighting chance. So this should be a good game. We'll talk about that more on Saturday morning. Um, this past Saturday, we opened the show with a big injury in the NBA, and then just in the last hour or two, a big trade in the NBA. Uh, so the LA Clippers um, really blowing it up. Um, you've heard about Blake Griffin being traded for years. I mean, he was uh, rumored to go to the Nets like when they came to Brooklyn, like, you know? And now he's finally off to Detroit. Sorry, Blake, your career will now suck. In Detroit, living in Detroit from L.A., I mean, that sucks. But on the other hand, Tobias Harris, a Long Islander from Hills East uh, out here, uh, played for Bill Mataratona for years. Um, Now he gets to go to L.A., and he's having a pretty good season. So, uh, Vinny, what do you think of this trade uh, for both sides? Yeah, Blake Griffin, sorry, you're not going to catch the Kardashians over there in Detroit. (laughs) Not not their ideal city for them, but – I think it's a good deal for both teams. I think the Clippers are right to start blowing it up. They, uh, since they lost Chris Paul, they haven't been the same team. And even with Chris Paul, they never got to the conference finals, as talented as that team was. I'm surprised Blake Griffin was the first to move, because now that really opens up the door for DeAndre Jordan. We knew the Pistons were trying to move Avery Bradley. I thought they got a good haul for uh, Blake Griffin over there. And what makes it interesting for the Pistons here is the Eastern Conference kind of sucks. Blake Griffin, uh, I think, is a top 15 to 20 player in the West. I think he's already a top five player in the Eastern Conference already, because that's just – 
the talent is all stacked in the West. And if LeBron's going to go out West, which I think would be stupid on his part, the way he's dominated the East, Blake Griffin may actually have an opportunity in Detroit if they could continue to build around this guy because he's a star in this uh, in this NBA. So um, maybe Detroit could build around him well. DeAndre Jordan's probably on deck, and I can see the Cavs going after him. They need somebody who could play defense because that team is the worst defense team in the NBA. It's an interesting move. I like the haul for the Clippers. They ain't done yet. They still got DeAndre. They still got Lou Williams. What about um, you know what about Tobias? Um, this guy's now on his fourth team in the, his career. He's had a very good career. I mean, he's got all-star-like numbers uh, over there in Detroit. Um, what about him in L.A.? Can he give them some type of spark? And why does he keep getting moved? Tobias Harris would be a great third guy on the team. He's not the guy. He's not your uh, superstar where he's going to put up those, uh, you know, like 30 points every single night. But if he's a, your third option as a scorer, he's a tremendous player. And he does play both ways on the ball. I like Tobias a lot. He's an L.I. kid. Um, he should fit well wherever he goes. But if the Clippers are expecting him to be the uh, main scorer on the team, they're in some trouble. Yeah, and uh, just to mention uh, the Blake Griffin contract, he's for the next five years, 29.5, 31.8, 34.2, and 36.6. So uh, a huge financial uh, take on for Detroit, and uh, hopefully it works out. I mean, you already have Drummond, isn't he? Still yeah, there, right? he doesn't lose the luxury <laughs> of a big man. You're right, Andre Drummond's still over there in Detroit. He's a debatable all-star sub, you could have said, too. So he still has that dominant center over there, too, to play with, where he could you know, expand his game outside and get to the rim. You talked about um, DeAndre uh, Jordan going to the Cavs. Is that a trade that you could see Kevin Love going the other way in? No. I think they got to keep Love if they have any shot of winning this uh, this year because um, they're not going to get a superstar back for Love, I don't think. Um, it would be interesting, though, because Kevin Love doesn't seem to be a fan favorite over there in that locker room, according to multiple reports. Uh, they need DeAndre Jordan bad. They just need that guy to rebound and take some uh, slack off everybody in the defensive end because he's a tremendous defensive player. And he only has one uh, year left on a contract. He's going to be a free agent, so it really shouldn't cost you what it just costs to get Blake Griffin. So, somebody's going to want him. This guy plays great defense. Somebody will give up a good amount, and the Clippers can start building the way they're supposed to build. They're making the right move. They, they've given up. It's the right move to go. They're not beating the Golden State Warriors. They're not beating the Rockets over there. It's time to get some young players. You know, the four sports the least I watch is basketball. Um, it's the least I know about. But you, I just have a feeling that all these guys in Cleveland that are LeBron's, uh, you know, servants over there or whatever they are, you know, they got him his championship. They got their rings. Now they're kind of doing their own thing. They could use a guy in there that hasn't won a championship yet. Somebody that's actually hungry to finally get that ring and like be, you know, be there with LeBron and get into that click, you know. So I feel like a guy like that, for more reasons than just how good he is defensively, that could just give them some new energy. Because I feel like I feel like they're missing that. Definitely, if you play with LeBron and you're a star and you've been stuck on a team that wasn't going anywhere for how many how many years, you have, always have a chance to win the NBA Finals if you're on LeBron's team. That's a good point, Rob. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to mention, too, this could help the Celtics also because now Avery Bradley gets traded. Avery Bradley can now be traded back to the Celtics. He's not the last right. team that he played for, and uh, they've been rumored to him, and, you know, he wants to go back there. So, uh, I, you know, I agree, Vinny. I think you're going to see a, a few more moves made by the Clippers. Detroit had lost eight games in a row coming into the trade tonight. They're 22-26, the only game above the Knicks, um, sitting outside the last Ken Blake Griffin get this team over Philadelphia or Indiana into the playoffs? I think he can. I really do. I, uh, like I said before, I, I already think Blake Griffin's the, probably the fifth best player in the Eastern Conference, honestly. And uh, Detroit's got themselves a star. He's a good player. As long as he stays healthy, he usually gets hurt close to playoff time. That's been his problem. But um, I, I think they really could. I think they could. I know Old Depot's been playing really well for the Pacers. The Sixers are still young. Um, Griffin's been played in big games over there in the Western Conference. Now he can give that Detroit team some new energy. Six four six seven one six fifty four zero three eight twenty over the top sports radio Monday night. 
Robbie D, Big Mike, Vinny the Shark with you, talking all sports today. Talk, touch a little bit on the NFL and the Super Bowl. We'll get more to that on Saturday morning. Uh, NBA talk right now, a uh, couple uh, big moves. It's going to be an interesting time right now. Uh, I don't see the Knicks doing anything that big, though. Do you? No, nah, I don't. I don't think they're going to do much. I heard Joakim Noah was running his mouth with yeah. Hornacek, and they want to get rid of him, but who the hell wants freaking Noah? This guy's been a problem all season. He can't even get on the court. There's no value to him, and his contract How's, sucks. What is he, two years left? Terrible. I think he's got three more years left. Three left. Oh it's absolutely God. brutal contract. The worst thing Phil Jackson did for this team. Yeah, yeah, I can see Courtney Lee hopefully getting traded just for, you know, youth or a pick or hopefully Kyle O'Quinn. And, uh, you know, if not O'Quinn, I think it's going to be Willie Hernan Gomez. So I'm sure they make one move, uh, possibly two, but it's not going to be anything that excites the fans. Yeah, I, listen, the Knicks had a hot start. You know, they had a good home record, and they've kind of come back down to earth. Um, I think that this Griffin trade is going to hurt them as far as having a chance to get that eighth spot. Agreed. Because I would put Detroit, there's only one game uh, between the two right now, but Detroit's going to be a little bit better right now. I don't think that head-to-head that the Knicks going to be able to make up that game on them right now. So I think that's going to really hurt them in their quest to get back into the playoff picture, which I know hurts you because I know with the first year without Carmelo, it would have been a lot of fun to see the Knicks I, get back. I really wanted playoff. to see that, and after the start, it looked kind of promising in a way, especially the East mm-hmm. usually sucks, but uh, it doesn't look like the case. And at this point, let's play the young guys and start getting ready for the future. I agree. And speaking of the future, we're just a couple weeks away from baseball and uh, some interesting comments this week. Um, you know, a lot of people – are still unsigned. And we talk about it every week. When are the dominoes going to fall? We have top pitchers. We have the top players still unsigned out there. And players are starting to get frustrated. And one guy on the Dodgers, Kenley Jansen out there, and I think he's got an $80 million contract, sitting there saying that maybe the players should strike. Um, It's an interesting thought. Uh, As a fan, you never want to come down to that. But I don't think it's the dumbest thought in the world. What do you guys think? I think it's horrible. I think he's an idiot. Uh, it was set at a fan fest, and uh, what, you're going to go on strike because you're not getting enough money? I think it's asinine, and uh, $80 million to go out there and pitch, what, one inning uh, every game, uh, every, what, other game? Kenley Jansen, if uh, I hadn't said enough stupid comments this week, you would have been my rant. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money over there. He also uh, blew a couple saves in the World Series postseason, so you usually uh, don't deserve the money when you're in the biggest spot possible and you blow some games. Uh, I mean, it, you just... It's just the market. You see people like Chapman getting all this money for the closers. He's just trying to blend right in over there. He's He's been the top closer, you know, uh, multiple years, regular season-wise. He's been there. So, uh, I guess he has to say. But well, go on strike, I'm, not, I'm never a, Well, listen, never he's a got the contract, so he's not the guy to be speaking about it. If somebody like J.D. Martinez was getting frustrated or one of those guys was getting frustrated, there is a point to be made. Um, these guys, there's a, clearly a stalemate. There is something going on in the marketplace with the players' uh, union and the owners, I'm not saying a strike is the best way to fix it, but there's got to be something done. And we've seen it every year. There's been something different. You saw the changes after uh, players wouldn't be able to sign with teams like Irvin Santana was a prime example because people didn't want to lose a compensatory pick. So they trade, they changed that. They just haven't seemed to get the system completely right. Um, And the baseball owners, listen, they've made a ton of money on this deal that we talk about, this digital media deal. Um, it seems like they're more willing to pocket it and make the money than push it over to the players and put a winning product on, the, product on the field. Look at Mets fans. Mets fans are pissed because their guys are pocketing the money. You got Yankee fans have no problem going out there, but even they want to keep under that salary um, tax, or that a luxury tax threshold. So there does have to be something that can be fixed because when you have $300 million contracts in Stanton, but you have a guy like J.D. Martinez unable to get a fair deal by February, there's something wrong. Oh, I mean, let's rob a fair deal. Five years and 
Uh, it was rumored $150 million is what it was offered. A fair deal? Are you kidding That's me? That's a lot of money, but it fair. That's a lot of money. Okay, but fair but in terms team, of comparison to other players in the though, league. Who are you comparing him to? Every team, you could say, has at least been burnt by one bad contract. The Pujols contract has not lived up to it. The David Wright contract certainly hasn't lived up to it. They're giving these extra years, and by the time they're 36, 37 years old, they can't move them, and they're still just paying them. So I think they're looking at it as, as if, look at the Jay Bruce signing or uh, Carlos Santana, three years, three years. Oh, if I can get somebody like that and develop somebody else, that's what they're looking for. And I think they're also afraid of next year with Harper and Machado. And, well, if I give J.D. Martinez $150 million, well, then Bryce Harper really is going to get $300 million. And I think they're just waiting. Yeah, I think he should get it. He's going to get it anyway when he compares to Stanton. We look at Stanton's deal. It's got to be the standard bearer now, right? I think the state, but look at even the Stanton trade. Look what they got for him. They got nothing they for got him. Nothing. They traded nothing. Oh, God. No, they were able to offset one year of uh, luxury tax money. I just think that there's something, whether it be that luxury tax threshold or something that needs to be changed because it is hurting the current free agents out there. There's no doubt about that right and my now. My heart isn't bleeding for them. Believe me. It's really not. <laughs> They're going to get paid. They're going to get a job. We're not going to be talking about them starving out on the street somewhere. So Kenley Jansen's an idiot. And if you feel bad for the free agents, you're an idiot too, because they'll be out there come spring training or the week after. I bet. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's what um, sports radio is for. Listen, I just. I, <laughs> How could you feel bad for them? I don't listen. I don't feel bad for the guy uh, like Martinez who's going to get paid, but the mid-level guys that are just stuck in limbo oh, because the lower bleeding. guys, the lower, the mid-level guys aren't getting jobs right now. They're going to get paid, but who? Danny Espinosa got a job today. The other mid-level guys will get jobs. They'll oh. be battling for that second base position. It's a great <laughs> signing, too, by the way. I, I even wrote it down. He He's played second base, shortstop, first base, and third. He can play left field. Uh, in 2011-2012, he was almost a 20-20 guy. He's not an average guy. But he's pop off the uh, bench, and I think he will be keeping that spot warm for Glover Torres. And he's played on winning teams. Uh, he knows how to That's win. He played point. on teams that won games. Uh He's gonna, he's gonna, he's played in the pressure. He's played in the playoffs. Uh, it's just what they needed. He'll end up getting a whole, I'd say at least three hundred at bats this year. I agree with you. At least three hundred. He will be moved all around. Completely um, agree with you. We, uh, they came out with the team last week was the players. This week is the teams. Uh, Braves number one. Uh, Yankees number two. You said you were surprised the Yankees were number two. I was surprised they were two, especially over the White Sox. Uh, I knew the Braves. I figured the Braves and White Sox had the best farm systems out there. You know, that's what I always thought. And uh, so the Yankees would be two. I, I like that even more. I mean, it's not that I don't know the Yankees have a bad system down there. It's great. But uh, I just thought the White Sox would be number one over the Braves as well. Yeah, the Braves system is loaded. And, uh, Rob, you weren't a fan of John Hart when he first took over. And he's really done a nice job. Well, he did a nice job. He's gone now. But, uh I, that team is loaded in the farm, and the only news really that I saw today was uh, Okuna, who they thought uh, is the you know considered either the top prospect or number two in baseball. Uh, they said we didn't care what his age was; he's going to start in the majors today. They've kind of taken a back step to that. Well, uh, you know, due to service time reasons, he will likely start in AAA. And I mean, it's the smart move; it's the right move. It is the right move. Also, a dumb rule, another dumb rule Agreed. that the players' union has to fight for. The fact that there's a loophole out there that keeps teams from starting players in the major leagues until a certain month in that same season yes. because of service Super time cool. is absolutely stupid. Um, and I did not like John Hart. I'll never, ever forgive him for training Craig Kimbrell. 
Um, I know they had to get rid of VJ Upton, but you know what? They had the team that signed VJ Upton to the terrible deal. You talk about terrible deals and people I don't feel bad for, his $75 million is the biggest deal in sports history. That BJ, it's his name, and he had to change his name later on because he is a BJ. Um, Melvin. Melvin Gordon. Melvin, and he got a job this year. He signed a contract already this year. So um, I, I don't like John Harbaugh. The low-level guys yeah, get it. But where the Lance Lynn? Lance Lynn can't get a job yet. He will, though. Yeah. He'll be fine. Don't I can't believe those pitchers are still on the market, especially with how, like, you posted some things about the Mariners' rotation. You po- uh, posted things about uh, – I, I talk about how bad Baltimore's rotation is. Teams need these. Why aren't they spending money on these pitchers? Well, just we sent out the Seattle like, today. You mentioned, uh, I think it was you or somebody else mentioned Baltimore and uh, Toronto. I think Baltimore hands down is <laughs> the worst rotation, easily. I mean, they very close. well could. And, um, you know, who knows? I mean, Cobb turned down that, uh, what was it, three years, 39 mil rumored from the Cubs. He could look like a stupid idiot uh, if he doesn't get that or more uh, from a different team. Big Mike, are you going to be laughing at the Nationals' bullpen again? Because they just lost Matt Albers, who was actually pretty decent for them last season. And he's over at Milwaukee now, who seems to be the only team making moves these days. Yeah, I think they're going to have to bring in somebody. Listen, they brought in Ryan Madison last year, Sean Doolittle. Uh, they'll probably bring in some other arm. Uh, I forget the kid that was there, the righty who was young, Glover. Uh, Glover's there, Cody Glover. So uh, the bullpen will be better than it was to be start the year last year. And, uh, you know, they do need another arm for sure. What about the Braves rotation? I think it sucks. I don't know what off the top of my head. Tehran, uh, they, they brought in McCarthy from L.A. They brought in Kazmir. They got Fulton Avich. Tehran's um, my boy, though. We'll, we'll, be, able, we'll I mean, be able to ask Rick Peterson about Scott Kazmir on uh, February So, 10th, if the season so. started, Tehran, Fulton Avich, Brandon McCarthy, Sean Newcomb, and Luis Gahara. I love Sean Newcomb. I really do. I don't know. Uh, the lefty limit. with a big yep. curveball, but. Innings limit, you know, maybe 150 could be his max this year. McCarthy can't stay healthy. Fulton Avich is from Houston. That kid uh, throws real hard, 100 miles an hour. Uh, Teron looked better last year. Uh, seems to have, you know, he sucked at home, right, Rob? He, yeah, he, That's was, what it was? he, he had brutal numbers last year. He had the, the second half of the year, you're right, Mike, he actually really found his way. But, he was one um, of my value bets all the time, Julio Teron, honestly. And for the most part, he paid off, but there was definitely times he got robbed. And, that, and, and most that, of the times it was at the new uh, He was in a new stadium. Right? He just yeah. couldn't keep the ball inside the park. And Gohara is actually one of their top prospects. Um, I don't think there's a team, though, that wants to go give, uh, you know, a contract there. They know that this isn't their year. It's probably No, that's fine, but I'm talking about it's in worse rotations. Oh. That might have to be up there because they've proven nothing other than Tehran. It's either them or, uh, you know. That rotation Baltimore is better than Baltimore's. Is. If you want to piss your pants, look at the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles rotation. And uh, maybe you could pull that up, Rob. And while you do, I'll just mention that uh, the Brewers, Ryan Braun came out this week and uh, not only supported the Ellick trade and the Kane signing, he told ownership, I'll go learn how to play second base if you want me to. He said he will work at first base in case they want him to platoon with Eric Thames uh, and uh, uh, Jesus Aguilar, the big uh, first baseman that they have. He also said he will learn second base for them if they want him to. Now, that makes fantasy a little more interesting there. If you have Braun, especially if he gets first and second base eligibility right. along with his outfield. And outfield. So, interesting. Really uh, has battled injuries. But um, that's just somebody also that's uh, you know embracing team first and uh, you know let's you want to win let's go let's go try and win here. Ooh, I'm trying to still find this. Uh, here you go projected lineup for this team. Okay. They're the Dylan Bundy's start. their one. Yeah, who I like Dylan Bundy. I really do. Not I think, as a one. Kevin Gossman, Gabriel, you know Mike Wright, Miguel Castro, and Alex right. Ash. That is bad. <laughs> that's why. That their worst rotation. In Miguel Castro. And for some reason, the birds here they don't feel like going after Alex Cobb, uh, ALE's pitcher over there. They don't feel like going out to Arietta. They don't feel like going out to everybody. Seems like they don't want to spend a dime if they're they, overpaying Crush Davis. This they have a lineup that could hit. And, uh, There's going to be a lot of overs. Yeah, Trey Mancini had a good year last year. Uh, Chris did. Davis is either a home run or strikeout. 
Trumbo didn't have the year he had two years ago, but, uh, you know, still okay. And Jonathan Shoup is easily a top five second baseman. Look at Adam Jones there, too. He's an all-star. Yep. Yeah, um, that's a lot of overs. We'll be betting. And uh, not oh, yeah. one of those pitchers had a even a over 500 record last year. And I don't think they have any pitchers coming anytime hey, soon. Where's Ubaldo Jimenez, man? He used to be one of my favorite guys to bet the over for. <laughs> but I guess at this point, it doesn't matter. Literally, look at that rotation and look at that lineup. Both of our O's. So why, like, listen, if you have a deal that on the o. table right now for Manny Machado, what are you doing? You take that trade if it's if it's going to help you. You know, at this point, I think they're just better off waiting until the deadline. But what if he gets hurt? Now you just... No, then you're, then you're screwed. Yeah. What if he goes down yeah. like Cousins just did in the NBA? You're right. right. But, I mean, um, I don't know. I guess you got to go with it and try to sell some tickets the first half. Yeah, they're going to be a bad team for a long time because they're at the point that the Braves were a few years ago where they're going to have to get rid of their guys that are good. Adam Jones isn't getting any younger. Um, Machado's going to be gone. So you're going to be relying on, what, Trey Mancini and Tim Beckham in your lineup? And then Tim Noah- Beckham's uh scraps from Tampa, right but right. that those are the two good the only two best players yeah. left after that i mean trumbo is trumbo and davis should be traded too soon and scoop had a nice year last year but you can't rely on this guy to do this every single year you know um and, and you're I don't gonna even know any of the prospects to be honest with you and the prospects that they get back are not going to be major league ready anytime soon and they, this machado they need a legitimate prospect for manny machado otherwise this team is going to be bad for a long time especially in that division and they need multiple ones i think they'll I get it though i think they'll get it and they need multiple if they're if they're patient, I think that they'll get it. Um, we're going to see as the season goes on, the team that really needs that third base or shortstop that can go in there and really make the difference in winning the division or getting a wild card spot and making a run at the World Series. Because listen, the National League's wide open, and the American League uh, right now it's going to be two teams right now, maybe maybe a third if Boston goes out against JD Martinez. But the, it's the league's pretty open right now, so there's some good teams that could go out there and get some help. The other thing in baseball I want to ask you guys about. Is the Cleveland Indians today deciding that they're going to change their logo oh, and man, uh, that up. <laughs> no longer have the uh, Indian face, for lack of a better term, that's been their logo forever. That's their history. You ever watch the South Park? The flag is our history. Our yeah. history is the flag. Well, no more of that logo. What are your thoughts on this? Mike, you want to take it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's stupid. It really is. It's the whole snowflake era, Rob, and everyone's feelings get hurt and I mean, it's just the team logo. Everybody has to stop getting offended at everything. Uh, grow up, people. Uh, listen, I'm sure the Redskins will be next in football, but, I mean, it's a logo. It's a baseball logo. It's been around. It's not offending anyone. Grow up. There's uh, other words I want to use for this, but I'm just going to say the politically correct media uh, is really destroying today's world in terms of this. They're going to get rid of the, the logo, the emblem, but they're not going to get rid of the name. <laughs> the name's not offensive, but they're going to get rid of uh, Chief Wahoo. I mean, give me a break. Uh, that's been their logo for how many years? Um, I hope everybody in the crowd still rocks that logo everywhere. I, I'm I not agree. even get a hat just for that logo at this point. But um, that, that's just terrible. It's so stupid that people even get offended by a little thing like that. How does that offend anybody? I just don't understand that. How does, and it, how does that bother a single soul that this guy is a logo on a, a jersey? It, mm-hmm. it just makes no sense to me how and, – and they got what they wanted. It's off. How did they win? How did these people win? They actually listen to the Washington Redskins. I hate that organization. Please stand your ground and keep that name over there, please. I can't believe they won, Bob. I can't believe they got their way. Snowflake. Rob Manfred said they need diversity and inclusion. He's an idiot. Are you kidding me? He really is. I I hate I hate this world we live in. Shut up. I cannot stand this world that we live in. Unbelievable. Every I'm sure we've offended thirty people tonight out of (laughs) thirty-one listeners probably (laughs) with something that we've said, and if not, this will do it. They're gonna have to change the name to the Native Americans. What is next? 
yeah. Everything it, is wrong. So cool, oh my it's so god. Cool. I say the Indians, but uh, that that logo, no, 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 not so much. That hurt my feelings. Get rid of that guy. But they're so quick to do it. But they get to keep it for a year. You know? Oh yeah. Because they've already marketed this. They well, you know what? You know, don't forget about they, the money. I hope they celebrate the hell out of that logo this year. <laughs> I hope everybody embraces it. I am in for all of us to buy a Cleveland Indians Chief Wahoo hat before big the season. I'm gonna buy a big Chief Wahoo for behind us for the rest of the Chief year. Chief Wahoo badger. <laughs> look into it. Yeah, well, you're right. The biggest thing, too, and, and Vinny brought it up, is that they're changing the logo, which they've had since 1947, but keeping the name Indians. But 2017, that logo is a problem now. Oh. 2018 now. That's, that's, the, that's the way of the world. That's Everything. the millennial world that everybody... Oh, I can't... That, trust me, we could do six hours on uh, <laughs> the political correctness and how I can't stand everybody. I really can't it. believe they changed it. I'm glad that we're all... And accommodate these people. I'm glad that we're all on the same page on that, at least. Oh, yeah. If not, it actually would have made for some pretty good radio. <laughs> I should have just pretended to think that it's the right thing, but I can't even fake that. If anybody does or is in favor of this... Please, please call, call. <laughs> 646-716-543. You can have... If you want to get shit on. I'll, <laughs> the phone call. I'll tell you right now, if you can convince me... Uh, we will send you a Kristaps Porzingis jersey. If you can convince me that this is the right move and that they're not being oversensitive with it, I will send you that jersey personally. Let's cheap Wahoo. Man. We going to win that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does, does, uh, awake. does this put the attention back on the Redskins now? Is their logo It's going to have to. It's going to It's going to put pressure on them. I mean, there's a feather on that guy's ear. It's going to happen. What's that next, bothers though? me. Braves? Are the Braves going to treat my displeasure. Is our Tomahawk going to be gone? You know, people get offended by the tomahawk, and I've had people tweet me that, of course, they, uh, I've tweeted something about the Braves, and they've told me that I'm a bad person because I would root for a team that's that racist. <laughs> I mean, and uh, I'm a racist because of it. I've had women, random women from, like, Tallahassee, you know, Florida, tweet me about that when I was tweeting about the Braves. It, it's insane. And I wonder if they've even watched the game of baseball, or they genuinely don't watch them because oh, they're they really and truly offended by that. They don't watch <laughs> Oh, they really boycott Braves games because of that channel. There There's no people, way they watch, and they just want – they hate sports, so they see that, and that's their first thought instead of actually enjoying a, a peaceful baseball game. And there are people that literally Google protests just to go protest something every day, and that's what this is. They don't know baseball. They don't know about Chief Wahoo. They don't know any of it. They're just, you know, oh, that's offensive. Yeah, I stand behind it. And this is not like a new logo that, like, they came out with this year, and right. now, like, this new thing offended people – this has been around since 1947, and just now it's an issue? Multiple Give me a break. movies made. Give me a, Oh, yeah, it's iconic. Yeah. It's iconic because of Major League. Where's Charlie Sheen? Let's tweet him <laughs> and get his opinion on it. Oh, well, I'm sure he would uh, I'll, I'll do it be now. a very, very good guest. Trust me. He'd be a very good that guest. That would be awesome. Let me but anyway, 646-716-5403. Um, let us know if you think that they made the right move by getting rid of this very, very disgusting hurtful, <laughs> smiling face of a Native American on the sleeve of the Indians' jerseys and on their hats. Please let us know why, uh, because I definitely, every time I see it, all I can think of is mass murder and, uh, <laughs> and bad things happening 500 years ago by people that we will never, ever uh, see again because they're dead. So uh, let us know, but I'm sure we'll get no calls on it because you'd have to be a stupid idiot to think that. No stupid idiots listen to us. You have to be a stupid idiot not to. Well, Rob, let's talk about something that actually might make you a little happy here. Let me guess. Islanders. Let me guess. <laughs> Bet against the Islanders tomorrow. <laughs> the Florida Panthers money line. No, I hate the Florida Panthers. Actually, one team you can handle, and you needed seven games to do it to finally get your playoff series. Six. But, uh, all right. Six games. Regardless, regardless. Not a very good team. Got your playoff when your, your drought ended. But 
it's some delightful news, even for non-Islander fans. It looks like the Coliseum is going to be hosting some New York Islander games again. Yep. And uh, it's going to start as early as next season. And they're going to have a couple games the following seasons until the Belmont opens. How about you uh, take away? Yes, they're going to have 12 games next season at the Coliseum. And then after that, um, 20 games each of the two seasons after that. But they uh, left it open, if it's successful, to add more and more games to the Coliseum slate, taking away games from Brooklyn. Um, Islander fans, as only Islander fans could do, are some of them are happy and some of them aren't. I don't get it. Why would they not um, be happy? All Islander fans have done is bitch and moan about Brooklyn. <laughs> now they're coming back to the Coliseum. The last year of the Coliseum, fans cried their eyes out and showed up and actually sold out games. I know you guys won't believe it, but they <laughs> sold out like 30 games that year because they want to say goodbye to it. Now they're coming back, and then people are complaining that it's only for, you know, a certain amount of games. Well, you know, Brooklyn has the luxury boxes, and they want to make money too, and they have the rights to the Islanders. So listen, you don't have to go to Brooklyn 41 times a year for your season ticket holder from Long Island. You should be ecstatic. Okay. Well, and the bar would be rocking without John Tavares, though. That is the big question as we all await. That's that. the biggest thing other <laughs> fans are worried about is will this affect John Tavares? We've talked it on the show, um, but he knows the costume well. He said all the right things. Listen, John Tavares was on the West Coast trip last week. He was in Vegas. He flew from Vegas to Tampa Bay, took, place, took uh, all the all-star activities in, flew Tampa Bay home late last night, and this morning was given the option to take the day off. Instead, he went to the press conference. Um, that's why – Fans love John, and that's why fans believe that he's going to be here in the long he's term. He's the captain. Of course he has to be here. That doesn't mean he's, he's got to say the right thing. He's going to have to go. Aww. They gave him the option to have to. And not only that, not only that, he went to practice today. Josh Bailey didn't go to practice, but John went to practice today, and he could have had the day off. He's the captain. That's fine. He's got to say that stuff. He's yeah. obligated to say that stuff. What's he supposed to say? Ah, uh, you know what? I am not going to show up. Of course he's going to show up in case he doesn't. <laughs> Listen, he went there. He said all the right things. He talked about the future as we. He talked about how it's exciting for them to be playing there again. Um, but what's he going to say? He's always said it, though. He's always, this he doesn't place have, sucks. I don't want to come back he, here. Well, okay, so then Brooklyn, instead of that, then we'll talk about – then what about the stuff that he said uh, in, in his All-Star Weekend comments, which is that that's where he wants to be. He wants to finish his career there. Um, we'll see. I'm just saying, he said it at the All-Star game, too. Where I had right nothing. Now, it would be a distraction if he didn't say that. Imagine he said, ah, you know, we'll, we'll take it when that comes. If he Jay really wants like, wow, to be here, go come. sign on the dotted line. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a formality. I think it's going to happen. Uh, I spent some time actually talking to Arthur Staple, and he said uh, – Who gave you a big uh, shout-out on his Twitter when uh, he saw you in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, and then, he, then later that night, we uh, hung out. We watched all the NHL games together, and he's actually a very funny guy, and he ended his t- tenure at Newsday – on Friday, so uh, I know he's going to the Athletics, so he's going to be a fun follow for you guys. Who's signing everybody, there. by the way. The Athletics <laughs> signed him and Mark Carrig at once yes. from Newsday, so Newsday lost their Mets, and I owned a beat writer in the same week, um, both for the Athletic. Um, and Athletic the Mets one. There's nothing to cover. Well, some, you know what? The best, the best stuff to cover is negative, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to read negative publicity, negative press. Um, but either way, Staples said that he still you know, very much thinks that John will sign, and he said a lot of other good stuff, too. Uh, We'll have to get into it with you guys at another time. But we'll see. That's the big question. Until Tavares signs, there's going to be a panic, and there's going to be hope in both of you guys and all Ranger fans alike. I can't wait to get his new jersey. Oh, yes. Uh, That'll be a quick, quick purchase. Listen. If you want to burn your Tavares jersey, I will gladly watch it. You could do it on air. And uh, trust me, I will be mad at him because if he leaves, it will be on him and not the organization. And that's the one thing that I don't well, Let's see what they do with the deadline. You got to put some blame on the yeah. organization. Well, they're going to offer him a blank <laughs> check. And everything Ledecky says and does, he follows through on. And, and you, is, you know it. And Ledecky, and I said, Ledecky walked down and met all Islander fans yep. and thanked us and took pictures with us for coming to Vegas. 
and he's gotten everything else done. So he said it again today. Basically, if John, when John's ready to sign, it'll take five minutes. He's basically got an open checkbook. It's not like it's money. So if it came out that now, John wanted to stay and didn't because they were cheap, then you freak out. I don't but know it's if not it's on John. the same way the NBA works. Does he make more money by staying with the Islanders? Yes. He gets to sign an extra year that no other team can get. Okay, him. yeah. So, so the extra year, it's not the money per year. It's that the obviously year. helps the Islanders as well. It because, helps that he can get an eighth year with the Islanders um, if they do that. So that, that helps too. Um, it would be an extra year also that he could spend in uh, Belmont. I know that is something that you thought could be an issue um, is that he would only get five years in Belmont. Um, no, my well, issue isn't that. My issue is going to be that it's still three years away. And right, right, right. But you were saying that, hey, this Belmont announcement is only going to be for the latter part of this contract, which is right. true. But that extra year would give him the extra it year. It definitely helps that they got three, that deal done before he signed that contract. Three more years. The next three, you can call his prime years, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, to be doing the whole half college, you know, where am I playing tonight type thing. Why would you want to deal with it? I, I just don't. NHL um, All-Star game of this weekend. Do you guys have any takeaways from that? I thought it was awesome. I really yeah, did. I, I think, think the NHL fun. did a good job with the three-on-three. Three. I thought the skills competition was stupid. I thought they uh, messed with something that wasn't broken. And the Pro Bowl was this weekend, and uh, it's not even football. It is uh, like two-hand touch. Uh, the running back gets touched, and they blow the whistle. They need to get rid of it altogether. Well, did you guys see the rules that they came up with before the Pro Bowl that they had to put on the TV screen? Um, no kickoffs. Yeah. Um there's so many rules that make it not football. You're not allowed to blitz. The NFL you have to play a 4-3 defense, Harm. and you're not Harm. allowed to blitz. Jason Witten was playing quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, Antonio Brown threw Antonio a pass. Brown threw and a pass. I didn't watch any of it at all, but uh, to see the final score at 24-23, the spread was 66 and a half. If there's one thing you want to see in the Pro Bowl, it's scoring. That's your average. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw right in there. Vegas at 67, and I almost said, oh, just for the hell of it, I'm going to bet the over in this game. I'm glad I didn't. Because you would think that with those rules that they would just keep scoring. And yeah, it didn't happen. So it wasn't even like a high-scoring game where you saw some celebrations and stuff and people really got creative. Uh, the NFL Pro Bowl is obviously the worst of the All-Star games. We'll all agree on that. Uh, uh, second half more, of the NHL. One more thing about the NHL. It looks like Yamir Yager has finally retired. I hope not. <laughs> it's just, uh, just going down here. So it's not a retirement because he wants to play more than anything. He's um, played in every country, too. It, it, it like. just hasn't worked out for him in uh, – Calgary, he had one goal and I believe eight points in 22 games, which is a point every three games. It's not the worst when you're 107 years old. But, uh, no, he went through waivers. He cleared. Nobody picked him up. And his contract was transferred to uh, Cladno. So he's going to be playing over there in his home country right now because uh, he still wants to play. So he's going to go there and play for Cladno <laughs> Hockey Club. At 45 years old, he's going to go to the Czech Republic and go play. How long do you guys um, want to see him play? Mike, you don't hope he retires. How long do you want to see this guy? Why he's not? This guy's Julio Franco with yeah. a lot more talent. He's ancient. I agree with you. <laughs> Listen, he's single. Uh, he's funny on Twitter. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, what his final stats would be here if he didn't play overseas, uh, you know, with the lockout. Let's talk about his final stats. We've talked about that, too. Yeah, I mean, be, I don't know if it was on the show, but maybe yeah. on our group checks, I've had this conversation. Yeah. He would he's be top five in almost everything career, right? And Just he could about, be top three. And he's lost maybe five years of his yeah. prime, yep. in, of his prime of his career. Now well, he wouldn't have broken. So don't feel bad for him there. And well, would you I, say he's I, a pilot I incorporate into that. Or is he really just this damn good? But, but I incorporate into that, and it was his decision to go over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
2004, and he lost the lockout in 2013. So even if season's into consideration where they didn't play full seasons and one year they didn't play at all, mm-hmm. there wasn't even a Stanley Cup. Well, I mean, that's, that's 200 NHL, points. And he is not a compiler. He is that good. He is. He well, is, was that good. He's what was, Dom Ziggler says is that yeah, damn he good. He is a top five ever uh, talent in hockey. Uh, and when he left, yeah, listen, he had 149 points the year after the lockout in 95. Okay, so if you're conservative and give him 50 points there. Um, and then in the 2005 season, so he came lockouts. back and had 123 points for the Rangers. Right. Let's give him, let's say he had 20 less, 23 less, and give him 100, just to make an even number. That's 150 points. And then say he lost 50 points in the 2013 season when he was a flyer. Uh, or actually, he was a, was he a star that, uh, that year, I guess? That was when he was with the Stars. That's 200 points. Now he's 2,100 points. He's going to have over 800 goals, 1,300 assists. This guy is just the most underrated hockey player. I've ever seen in my life. Underrated, but he's up there. In all yeah, the but when stuff. people talk about the all-time greats, they don't bring him up ever, ever. I hear seven or eight guys before they get to How him. many titles does he have? Uh, he won two at the the cap uh, the Capitals, the Penguins in his beginning of his career. I think that's it. That's it. He has one MVP, correct? No, that was that was uh oh oh NHL MVP. Yeah. Uh, I think he has multiple. Yeah, I would say. I'd multiple. say he has yeah, multiple. He I could look up on Hockey Reference because it doesn't have it here, but uh, actually it does. That's at the bottom. Let's see. Um, yeah, he's won one, two, three Art Rosses, one hard, another Art Ross. Oh, yeah, so you're right, one MVP. Look at you, no more than the two of us. Happy one MVP in 1998-99. And I had a stat that I've always thrown out there, and I know you've answered, so I know you, you know this answer. But there was a span from like 19, I would say, 79 to 1999 that only three different players. It was like 21 years in NHL led the team, league in scoring. And Yago is one of those three guys. Gretzky and Lemieux are the other two. This guy's three guys. been playing since I was born. Pretty yeah. much. A two-year difference. And the worst part is, if you're an Islander fan, he would have been an Islander. Except the Islanders scored an overtime goal in the last game of the season the year before that put them one spot behind who? The Pittsburgh Penguins mm-hmm. in the draft. The Islanders were going to draft Yager. Instead, the Penguins get Yager at number five, and the Islanders got, I believe it was Scott Sissons. I'm looking at it right now. Scott Sissons at number six. So that would have really changed the way you guys look at the Islanders um, if you grew now, up with him on that team. something I like to say, not too funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was not funny, and it never will be. Scott Sissons, by the way, uh, how many career goals did he have in the NHL? Eight. No idea. <laughs> I'll go over Mike's. <laughs> he played two games oh, in his whole funny. career. Oh, even funnier. <laughs> he had no points. And later in that round, Martin Brodeur was drafted, and Martin Brodeur had two goals in so his they, career. They so Brodeur had two Brodeur. goals, and the Islanders' sixth overall pick had two games. That is the Islanders fans being Islanders. That is hockey stats I like to hear right there. <laughs> um, that was a great great draft. Um, well, look at the Rangers, so He is the only person in the first round to play a game. Him and uh, Scott Allison. But you know there what? You at least the Rangers didn't pick Michael Stewart over a great other than, what, Brodor? But the Rangers had a great goalie back then. Keith Chuck. They had, Chuck. That's fine, but it wasn't like it was right after him. No. You know, it's not like they, uh, you know, chose uh, Scott Sissons over, you know, Hall of Famer here, you know, some of these guys, so. Uh, yeah, those are uh, the stats that we never thought we'd get into on this show. But Interesting, it is uh, true. I kind of like them. Yeah, so Yarmir Yager, uh, 766 goals, <clears throat> all-time great. He could have his number retired by multiple teams by the time it's all said and done. Uh, definitely Pittsburgh. I don't think the Rangers do it. Um, it would have to be Washington Rangers and yeah, Pittsburgh were his three biggest teams. I think it's only Pittsburgh. Yeah, maybe. 
Um, and there was the other crazy stat is in Pittsburgh, Yager wore 68, Mario wore 66. In their career, Yager assisted on 68 of Mario's goals, and Mario assisted on 66 of Yager's goals. Wow. Very, very crazy stat that only I would know because I'm a big, big Mario Lemieux fan. Um, but that's it for hockey now. We're going to spend our last two, ten minutes uh, while Monday Night Raw is going on. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble. We had Ashley Massaro on Saturday morning. She was a great guest. Um, she teased a little bit to us on the show that maybe she'd show up. And I saw on Twitter she teased a little bit. So I was excited. I was hoping that she would be on the show. Unfortunately, she was not. But let's start with the Women's Royal Rumble, which closed the show. I think they did the right thing that um, – they made that the last match instead of the Men's Royal Rumble or any of the championship matches. I thought it was a complete success, and I hope that it continues each year. The only thing that I worry about, this year, because it was the first one, they brought back all of these old stars, which was awesome. And I hope they continue with that in the coming years. I agree with you. And uh, listen, on the show, I had said I thought Oscar was going to win uh, the Royal Rumble just because, uh, you know, the first ever undefeated, uh, you know, Oscar. And then they put the men's uh, Royal Rumble at 8 o'clock. They put it first. And uh, I said, no way. Ronda's going to be 30. She's winning the Royal Rumble. And uh, I actually thought they did something right. And I said also on the show that I thought I was going to be complaining. And uh, I'm actually not. I thought it was uh, awesome. They brought back pretty much everybody you could have asked for. And, uh, I mean, Trish Stratus at number 30. It was just well done. And then uh, I wasn't even expecting Ronda Rousey to come out. And the surprise of just that. Uh, I thought she looked a little bit uh, nervous. I thought she looked silly with the uh, the smirk and the smile that she couldn't get off her face. I would have liked it to be a little more intimidating. But, um, you know, listen, uh, everybody got what they wanted last night. I know you know I'm a Ronda Rousey hater, but I did not like her debut. Uh, I was fully expecting her to come out 30 and win the Royal Rumble, especially since they did the men's first, which I was against, very, very strongly against, because I thought that was their way of making Reigns win so he doesn't end the night and send everybody off pissed off. And Rousey would be a good send-off because she obviously hit the media attention. Uh, it wasn't the case for either. Reigns didn't win and Ronda didn't win the Rumble. But I didn't like how Ronda came in there and took the spotlight. She was a little goofy. She's wearing Piper's humongous jacket on her. We didn't know it was Roddy's at first, or at least you didn't know, Mike. No, but um, she didn't do anything. Like, what did she do? All she did was take Asuka's moment, had that stupid handshake, and just let everybody know she's here. Like, they could have done a little better. I saw it of her magnitude coming here. I thought her uh, debut, especially WWE, who does great debuts for the most part, I thought her debut would be much more impactful than it was. I liked it um, because I think a lot of the wrestling world, especially the hardcore marks, would have hated if she came in out of nowhere and stole that spotlight and the first Royal Rumble championship. needs to go to a wrestler. It needs to go to somebody that's been there, somebody that they can really build this program with. And Asuka was the choice that they went with. I'm fine with that. Um, I did pick Rousey to win the Rumble. I thought, like Mike, I thought there's no way that they're not going to close the show with it. Rousey spent the entire week – Rousey spent the entire week looking uh, like she was trying to throw us off. Yeah, Chris Jericho, me, like, right, hey, yeah. I'm doing the movie. I'm yeah. away. Here's pictures. Here's videos. I'm not in Philly. but So it was all kind of Chris Jericho-like trying to throw you off, which Jericho, by the way, was trolling fans, too, mm-hmm. from his Fozzie he, show. I feel like he does that every year. Uh, yeah, but usually he shows up. So this time, at least he didn't show up. So there'll well, be a little bit. they did get the Hurricane. So, they uh, did. But, but let's keep, keep it on Rousey real quick, who's right over your left shoulder, Mike. Um and I liked it because, you know what, there was a chance, time when she didn't come out at number 30. And you heard the fans rooting for her and cheering for her at number 30. But you know what, I would take Trish Stratus at number 30 over her every single day of the week. Trish Stratus was the icing on the cake for that match. She still had it. Michelle McCool still had it. Tori Wilson still has the look. She still looked like she could move a little Lita bit. Did the Lita board. had it. Yeah. She did the lead assault. Uh, Jacqueline I could have done without, but I understand that she does have a big... <laughs> 
place in uh in WWE history, so I'm sure it was a big thrill for her. Everything was done perfectly, and there was doubt in my mind at one point that wow, Rousey's not here. And because of that, they at least did that with this debut. For at least they put the doubt in your mind. They brought back everybody. And uh, listen, I'm fine with Oscar winning. Uh, I know Vinny's girl won a little bit of money on it, so you know, good for him, good for her. But uh, I would have even been cool if it was Trish Stratus winning, and I'll tell you why. It almost could have been like a, a passing the torch type moment for the women, like the Hulk, uh, you know, Hulk and Rock or Cena and whoever. They could have had Trish almost passing it off to Bliss or passing it off to Flair. And uh, the last thing I want to say about Rousey, I think she went into the she's First of all, she's rumored uh, to be in a tag match. Her and some guy uh, who they don't know yet, maybe The Rock if they can get him, versus Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania, which would make last night look like a waste. But I think um, they, brought, they put her in the ring, and they had her almost go up to either Bliss, uh, Asuka, and Flair just to get a fan's reaction and almost see which one will be better off pairing her off with. And uh, I know we have a caller online. We'll get to him in just one second. The other thing I just want to say before we get to the caller um, is Rousey's contract is a full-time yes, contract. It is. It's not a Brock Lesnar contract. They made it very clear that it is a full-time contract, and that is the thing I like most about this. If you're going to go on with her, go all in with her. Agreed. And if she's going all in with them, I have a lot more respect for that than if she's going to go out there and think she can be a person that's never wrestled before and do the Brock Lesnar schedule. Agreed. we got somebody on the line. I know you want to – I think we ought to talk about wrestling at 8.56. So uh, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Bubba over here. Want to talk about the Rumble? What's up, going hey, on, Bubba? Bubba? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I agree. I think the Rumble was – the actual matches, the actual Rumble matches were good. Um, you, you, we should have all known that Rousey had something to do with the women going on last. Uh, at first, like Vinny said, we thought it was just to put over, so no one's upset that Roman won and, you know, the fans don't get taken out of it. But, um, you know, I think they did that well. I think – Ronda could have maybe done something, but you don't want to do too much because I don't think they know what they're going to do with her. Like you said, maybe the mixed match thing, there's rumors that it's going to be her and Rock or her and Angle versus Steph and Triple H. And, you know, you got all these new things going on with them. They don't want to push it too much and then ruin it, you know. So I think they actually did it right because you don't want her going at Charlotte and then all of a sudden, oh, she's fighting Stephanie and Triple H at WrestleMania. So at that point, I think they did it right. It seems like they're going in a new direction. I know they switched up a lot of Raw tonight. I'm reading that they're going to go in a new direction, which they need to do because the contract's up for TV soon. So that's also a big thing for them. Bubba, what'd you think of the rest of the pay-per-view? Uh, Jason Jordan barely saw any ring time. The Usos winning against, uh, I mean, I thought that was that was the time when I went and got some food, to be honest with you. So uh, the rest of the, I just thought, I thought there was some, the there was some good points in bed. What were your thoughts? I thought the SmackDown tag team match was interesting. I really thought they were going to make it switch hands, especially with the whole DWI with the Uso thing the other day. The other tag match was awful, just terrible. It, Raw needs a tag team in the worst way. They buried the Revival. They got this stupid Cesaro, Sheamus thing. They need Jeff Hardy to come back in the worst way, so Matt Hardy's not doing this stupid crap every week. You know, it's getting ridiculous because they're not bringing it out like the TNA broke yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and, and then, you know, you're probably going to have, you know, I saw earlier, you're going to have Roman against Miz again tonight. No one wants to see that. We don't need to see Roman maybe win the belt. I know, you know, we're already getting Roman stuck down our throat. We don't need it anymore. Well, uh, Rob, you follow NXT. Isn't, uh, who's the tag team that Elring uh, is managing? Couldn't they come up now? Uh... Oh, there's a pain? Uh, maybe. Um, I agree with Bob. I do think Raw needs a, a legitimate take. They got a couple. They got a couple of uh, people down there. They got Sanity down there. They could bring up Sanity after WrestleMania or Authors of Pain. 
Um, they're going to, they'll be, uh, those are some big guys. They're going to be some big juice. Um, but listen, even when you thought you brought up Enzo and Cass, they never even from, uh, they never even had a tag team title run. Yeah. And they were a hot tag team in NXT too. Um, and obviously Enzo is never going to win any title again there. But uh, listen, we don't want to cut you off, Bubba, but we got one minute left in the show. Got to say goodbye to Block No, it's Talk. all good. Um, yep. Enjoy Raw. We'll talk Be to you soon. Uh, Thanks, we'll Bubba. say goodbye to Blog Talk. Uh, but if you guys want, we'll take five more minutes once we're off Blog Talk. And we'll uh, talk about the Men's Royal Rumble real quick and the title matches on Facebook Live. Sure. Uh, last thoughts for Blog Talk. Good night, everybody. Uh, we didn't get to Canelo Alvarez, Triple G. They're going yes. back at it at May 5th. Uh, looks like the odds are Triple G minus 185, Canelo plus 145, I believe it was. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it was a pretty good fight. Triple G should have won. I didn't like the decision coming from someone who bet Canelo, but to see them fight again, I'm pretty excited for it. All right, so we got just a couple seconds left on Blog Talk Radio. Don't forget, we will be back with you guys on Saturday morning, uh, breaking down the Super Bowl uh, with lots of bets and lots of picks. So we'll see you guys Saturday morning, Blog Talk Radio over the top sports radio. Uh, good night, Blog Talk. Good night, everybody. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at OverTheTopSportNoS and on Instagram at OverTheTopSportsShow. All right. Um, so, Facebook guys, Men's Royal Rumble. I think we're good on the women's. We all got our thoughts in on that. Listen, as it went on, group chat was going. I know Jimmy Ketterer and our friend Jimmy and I were upset with the lack of um, surprises until Mysterio hit was a very good one. I didn't see, I didn't see coming and I liked it. I was never the biggest Mysterio fan of WWE, but I liked him in WCW. Um, but you know what? The more I thought about it, the more I watched, it was actually a really good match and it gave fans a lot. So I hated it in the beginning. Um, but as it went on, I started to like it better. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, Listen, the hurricane was an absolute waste, waste of a spot. Oh, come on. I love the hurricane. Oh, stop it. How'd you not? Stop it was it. great. <laughs> you saw a guy, um, like, uh, Zach Ryder tweet that he wasn't in there. And, uh, Good. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, the Rey Mysterio thing, clearly he looks like he's off steroids. He's in, uh, in some better great. shape. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they sign him long term. Maybe they keep him around until after WrestleMania. But, uh, yeah, the men's Royal Rumble itself was pretty good. Uh, Mysterio looked great. It looked like he got a lot of sun down there in uh, Mexico as well. Uh, he, he really did. He really looked tremendous. It was good to see him back. I like the Men's Royal Rumble a lot, especially since Reigns didn't win, but I like that kind of uh, energy at the end where you're really rooting against Reigns, and it was a couple of close calls there with Nakamura, who I also don't really like, but I'm glad to see he came out there. Everybody's raving about AJ versus uh, Shinsuke. I know you especially, Rob, and I know that was a big rivalry over in Japan, so that should be interesting. It kind of sucks that uh, Nakamura wins the Rumble, and he's not even going to get the main event at WrestleMania. But, happened um, last year too. I loved both Rumbles. I thought Vicky Guerrero was the best of all. That was funny. I was <laughs> she, laughing. I was laughing her the yeah. entire time she, she came out. She, she was, was fantastic. Yep. The whole excuse me. I was worried for her when they had to throw her over the top rope. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was I afraid of her getting hurt. For the history of the women's Rumble going down the road, they completely knocked it out of the park. I thought they did a great, great job last night, but it's great. never, ever going to be that good because you can't bring back anyone better than who they brought back last night at all. No, they didn't forget anybody. They forgot exactly. everybody. They brought, there's there. nobody that. To the point of Tori Wilson and Molly Holly, all the way to Trish Status and Lita. They got everybody back. And, and don't forget the Bella Twins. I mean, the Bella Twins, who were two of the last three in the remaining. And you know what? And are we going to see a little Bella versus Bella? You mentioned it last night, and I love that idea. I think that, uh, you know, I don't, who knows with Bree, uh, you know, uh, what her schedule could be. Nikki's obviously not going to with her neck. 
But, uh, you know, one match, WrestleMania, it would definitely be an attraction. And that could be their going out party, too, yes. in the WWE. So yeah. I think that's uh, that, that could have set up really nicely. Promote they go Birdie that way. And, uh, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. And a very lazy booking job, by the way, by WWE with the Raw, tag team, with the Raw Championship match. I mean, every single human being that knows the thing about wrestling knew what was going to happen. And that, that's <laughs> Brock's going to go over by pinning Kane and the triple threat to save Braun. But keep the title on Brock. I you just see thought Brock really rock Braun though. Yeah, yeah it was he knocked him to the ground for a knee because he got that yeah. knee. He, so you hit him back. He yeah. hit him really hard. Um, listen, that's just an absolutely lazy is the best word I could think of booking job by them. Find a way to swerve me. I don't even. I'd rather see Kane win when nobody saw it coming. Not that he should win, but I'd rather see Kane win than every single person knows the finish, and that's what they did. Bubba yeah. said that storyline was done for total bellas. Those two doing that, not for the. Uh, I'm uh, sure it did. So, I'm sure it did. <laughs> I, He'll uh, be back in the ring again, though. The whole Brock thing, uh, listen, it was just time filling till Rumble. He's going to drop the belt at Rumble, I'm sure. Were you happy with the final four in each? Were you happy the two Bellas were there? And were you happy uh, with the men's Cena, Balor, and um, loved it. Reigns and that? I actually loved in the men's one where they had the sticks left and they had the three old guys with Orton. Yeah. And they had the three new guys kind of like... Not that it was a changing of the guard or passing of the torch, but I actually thought it was really good. Well done. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it either. And uh, I would just be nitpicking. I would have liked to have seen, uh, you know, Trish Stratus even, uh, you know, somewhere where she passes it along because to me she's the best diva of all time. When it was down to just the Bellas and Oscar, you knew Oscar was going to win. Of course. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of took away from it. As good as a finish as that was. And you know what? Like, going back to your Trish thing, she has earned that right to get that number one, to win the first Women's Royal Rumble. She's certainly earned that. So people who want to complain, it's not one of the current people. And yeah. uh, let's bring the old person back for the shadow, uh, the shine and everything. She completely earns that. And who wouldn't want to see Trish versus like Charlotte? Maybe. Like, you know, but you know what? Great. You know what exactly. the answer let is? Let her lose to Charlotte at WrestleMania sure. and then set her up as, you know? Yep. Maybe the answer is Trish. Trish doesn't yeah, want to have be. that match. Maybe be. Trish doesn't want to go out and like that. I know that. she does a lot of training with the wrestlers too, but yeah. I would have been absolutely cool seeing Trish Stratus win that role. I, I will a... say the other thing that was awesome, Michelle McCool wearing the Undertaker's crosses uh, all over. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, she always wore those. <laughs> she? Yeah, she always no, wore the no. crosses. Yep, she looked I, pretty good in that. Too. I actually noticed yeah. that she brought them back when she was in late cool. She always wore the crosses. Didn't know. Yeah, that's a Michelle yeah, McCool thing. She looked great. She looked great. She threw Bailey over the top, her best friend, and she was talking a lot of crap, getting really ghetto on all these girls. This is not something I normally would say, but who cares? Uh, I'm so sick Cena, of these though, same girls, though. I thought Cena was even playing a little heel last night in the Rumble, which was interesting. I was just getting a little so. pissed off, Cena. Like, enough pointing to the WrestleMania sign. Holy shit, yeah. enough's enough. You know, like, he wouldn't stop pointing to that thing. Like, you get it. You know what you're going for, John. He threw over. Who did he throw over? Where the he hurricane. had to say sorry. He had to say sorry. I did not like the hurricane. And I'll tell you this. Funny. You know who's funny? Had those funny oh, returns. You know what adds to it is the king. The king is hilarious. Every, he, every guy's his pick. You know, that's always right, been yeah, his yeah. gig. Uh, <laughs> he's my pick. Booker T seems drunk. He's gone now. Looks like John the Coachman will take over his spot on Raw. And, uh, Good. Yeah, Booker T's a horrible commentator. And, yeah. I like the and Bobby Roode won on the pre-show. So yep. everything stays just Ziggler glorious. Ziggler came back. Is he going to hang around? He's back full-time I had no now. problem with him being 30 either. I really didn't. Uh, it, it didn't excite me. They um, just can't do anything with that guy. It's too bad. He's really good in the ring. He's got to stop trying to be Shawn Michaels. He even did the warming up the band. Not Shawn Michaels. Stop it. You know who I felt bad for is your, your number 10 there, Ty Dillinger. My boy. Out. That was great. Sammy Zane's going to take it. It was also spot. great seeing Heath Slater getting beat up on his way, everybody else's <laughs> way to the ring. Cool and the immediate elimination of that tool bag, Seamus, on his birthday. Yeah, then, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. but, but at least that was the payoff for Heath as he got to eliminate somebody. <laughs> Yeah, um, that was good. He's, uh, that's why I like Slayer. I like those little funny like gimmicks too. every now and then. The one you know? thing that the Men's Royal Rumble missed was the big guy, like the big show or Kane or Mark Henry. 
you know, the guy that everybody has to go and yeah. it, they, they, how are you going to get this guy out? And they inevitably get him out every yeah. time. I had but that was those things. It was good to see a big girl like Nia Jax. Her elimination was cool. And he, she had her domination. They had Naomi have a Kofi moment. I thought and Kofi had a Kofi moment. moment. Was great. Uh, yeah. Of course he did. I'm actually getting tired of seeing his moment. I, I would have liked Nia to finish maybe the top two, top three also. And uh, Yeah, it would have been very tough, though, to get her over on your own. They'd, so, rather, yeah, they'd, yeah. they'd rather make her look stronger yeah. getting everybody on It makes her stronger, too. Yeah. You know, than if it was She's little, like most little awesome. So, yeah, so it's the uh, Japanese Revolution. It's Asuka. It's Nakamura going forward. Monday Night Raw underway. We will have to catch up on DVR. Uh, but Facebook, guys, don't forget, Saturday morning, you already know it. It's uh, all about the uh, Super Bowl on Saturday morning. So. Thursday night also, uh, Bill and Bill on ESPN. Bill yes. Belichick and uh, Bill Party I'm sorry. Yeah. We got that one and the Andre the Giant one coming up. Yeah. So That's going to be a little after WrestleMania, the Andre one, but that looks great. Yeah. Bill and Bill, Thursday night ESPN. All right, so that's it, guys, on uh, on Facebook. Nice little funny tweet there about Blake Griffin. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll retweet that out later on the Over the Top Sports. So thanks for watching, guys. That's we'll, over uh, the top. See you Saturday morning at 1030. <laughs> I wish I brought up the backcourt for Pistons.